Well, kids, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, it's an amazing story, isn't it? And the thing is, it's all true. Um, so kids, I wonder if you mind if I just talk to the parents, to all the adults for a bit, because I need them to know that this isn't just a story for kids, but it's for adults too. It's a story for everyone. Uh, so feel free to keep listening, or if you prefer, maybe you could draw me a picture based on that Easter story that you've just heard. And if you do that, be sure to ask your parents if they can take a picture of that and upload it to the, the parents' Facebook page. We'd love to see what you come up with. So um, there was a Bible verse that was directly quoted in that video, and it's probably the most famous verse in the Bible. Uh, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, I'd like us to think a little bit today about that word perish. If we believe in Jesus, the Son of God, if we put our faith in him, if we enter into relationship with him, then we will not perish. So what does that mean? Well, the New Testament is written in Greek, and the word translated here as perish can mean uh, to be destroyed, to be lost, to be ruined or to die. And I was thinking about how we use it, that word in English. It, it's not a word we use often, but we sometimes describe the type of food that can easily go off as perishables. They're types of food with a short shelf life. They, they go mouldy or rotten. Don't you just hate it um, when you pick up a piece of fruit from your fruit bowl? You know, like when you've eaten all the chocolate and the biscuits and the crisps and there's only fruit left, but the fruit has gone rotten. Or, or when you go to pour some milk or some cream and it's turned. Um, some of you might remember me telling the story before of when Judith's mum gave me cream um, that had gone off on one of my first visits uh, to their home. And I was still trying to impress everyone, so I ate it with all without saying anything. <laughs> it was disgusting. But basically, perishable food items, they're all things that were, that were once living but that are now dead. And in many ways, that's a good way to describe our world today. Something that was once living, but that is now dying. Our world is perishable, it is perishing. And it doesn't take too long to notice that, that truth, that even at the best of times, we see it all around us, but at the moment, it's more obvious than ever. Our world is broken. It's full of injustice. It's full of corruption and sickness and disease. Uh, there's pollution. There are environmental disasters. And as, as Christians, we believe that God made this world to be a truly wonderful, beautiful place full of God's love and justice and kindness and peace. And we believe that he made us as human beings to be his children to live in close relationship with him and to be part of caring for his creation. God's intention was always life, not death. He made us for flourishing, not perishing. But the Bible teaches us that right from the beginning, we as humans have rejected relationship with God as our father. It, it, it's like we ran away from home because we wanted to do our own thing. We turned our back on God because we thought we didn't need him. But the trouble is that God is the source of all life. 
So we can't truly experience life in all its fullness, the way he intended it to be, without him. And he warned us of that from the very beginning. He warned us that if we went our own way and rejected him, the result would ultimately be death. And that is what's happened. From that very first time when we rejected God, God's beautiful world has been perishing. We have been perishing. Something that was originally alive has been going rotten. And since we, as human beings, are part of God's creation, this truth applies to us as much as it does to the world around us. We all experience brokenness in our lives. We experience pain, suffering, sickness, loneliness, injustice, oppression, and so on. And if we're really honest, we are sometimes part of the problem ourselves because we can, all of us, be selfish or greedy or unloving or impatient or unkind. And however hard we might try, we all know deep down that we are less than we should be. We are part of a world that is perishing. And if God had not stepped in, all that would be left would be for the world to become more and more rotten until everything is lost, until eventually everything is destroyed. But God loves the world. God loves us. In fact, he loves us so much that he's not prepared to abandon us. He's not prepared to abandon his creation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, this is the power of the Easter story. Jesus died on the cross in our place. He took the consequences of our rejection of God onto himself. All the, the brokenness and corruption, all the injustice, all the wickedness, the selfishness, all the sin. He took it on himself and he experienced the death that comes as a result of all that. He took the separation from God's life that we were all destined to experience and he died. But here's the thing. Because Jesus is the son of God, he did what none of us could ever have done. Jesus beat the power of death and decay. His body did not perish in the grave. Even though he was fully human, his body was not subject to decay because the life in Jesus was indestructible. On the third day, he rose again. And now the risen Jesus makes an invitation and he says that if anyone will put their faith and their trust in him, if anyone will choose to turn to him and follow him, then they too can receive his indestructible life. And the life of Jesus, it isn't just like long life. It's not like UHT milk or something. It's eternal life. It's forever life. It's life that isn't perishing, that isn't spoiled, that cannot spoil. It's not broken. It's not corrupted, it's pure and it's perfect. It is love and it is kindness, it is justice and it is peace.
And of course, the reality is that we're not quite there yet. We're not experiencing it all yet. Our world is still decaying. Our world is still perishing. But Jesus has promised that he will one day return to put an end to all this decay and corruption once and for all. The beautiful restoration of God's original intention that is still to come. So what Jesus offers us is a chance to put our hope and our faith and our trust in him and to enter into that indestructible life now, even while we're waiting to experience it in all of its fullness. A man called Peter, one of the great leaders of the early church, he put it like this in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That word repentance is about turning away from living life our own way and turning towards a relationship with God. Jesus put it like this in John chapter 6 and verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal of approval. A few verses later in verse 35, uh, he says this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You see, Jesus was urging us not to spend our lives chasing the things of this world that will ultimately perish and go bad. He calls us to find true life in him. He calls us to find imperishable, indestructible life with him so that we can be part of his better future for our world. It may be that you're listening and you're really aware right now of the brokenness of our world. You might even be sick or dying yourself or going through the really terrible pain of losing someone that you love. You may be struggling to feed your family, or wondering how you'll pay your mortgage or your rent. You may be worried about the future. You may be exhausted from working on the front line, or you may feel isolated and alone as a prisoner in your own home. And it might feel right now like someone has placed a whole pile of rotting food in front of you and invited you to tuck in and eat. But Jesus offers you food that will never spoil. Life that will never spoil, that will never perish. Because he loves you. Jesus loves you. Paul, another great leader in the early church, he put it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So today, on Easter Sunday, the day when Christians all over the world are celebrating the indestructible life of Jesus, 
I want to invite everyone watching or listening to this message to receive that life for themselves. If you are already a follower of Jesus, I want to invite you to renew your faith, hope and love. As you've been reminded of this amazing gospel that we all proclaim, so I want to urge you to let your life shine with this light. Let your life reflect something of Christ's indestructible life. Don't go back to food that spoils, but keep feasting on him, the bread of life. I want to encourage you to draw hope and strength from him, even as you are hope and strength in the midst of your own neighbourhood and community. And if you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, that I'm here to tell you today that you can make that choice right now. You can choose to turn away from living life your own way without him and you can decide that you've had enough of rotten, stinking, perishable food and that you'd rather put your hope, your faith and your trust in Jesus, the bread of life. You can commit your life to following him, to living in relationship with him. You might want to pray something like this. Pray along with me now, but it's also important for you to put it into your own words to God as well. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you because I believe that you died and that you rose again. And I want to ask you to forgive me for living my life apart from you. I want to ask you to forgive me for living life my own way, for doing my own thing. I want to ask you to take away all my guilt and shame. And I want to ask you to give me a great, intimate, real relationship with God. Fill me with your indestructible life. Let me be part of your beautiful future for our world. I commit my life right now, Lord Jesus, to following you for the rest of my days and to spending forever with you. Amen. Well, whether you prayed that prayer or not, we'd love to help you find out more. Um, you can email us at prayer at makingjesusfamous.org. And we're also going to be launching an online alpha course. And um, Josh will be uh, back on in a, just a couple of moments to tell you, uh, remind you of that email address and to tell you more about that alpha course. Um, but I want to finish today um, by just quoting again those amazing words from John 3.16, speaking them over us all. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God bless you all, and a very happy Easter. Mm -hmm.